Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Hello. Hello again. Hello. I say hello. Say hello. 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 Hello everyone. Hi. Hey. Hey friend. Hey everybody. Hi everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi ho. Hi. Yo. Good day. Ha ha. Hi. Hello everybody. Hey guys. Packers without gorgeous. The greatest podcast on the planet. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. Welcome to Packers without gorgeous. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. Matt Larson, I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How are you doing today, Bruce? We are surrounded by stars, buddy. Stars, let me tell you. We are surrounded by stars. Okay, so uh, in no particular order, I'm going to start with, uh, we are joined with J.J. Leahy. How are you doing, J.J.? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on here. Super pumped to hang out with you guys again. Hopefully you're nicer to me than you were last time. Oh, grow a pair, JJ. Ryan, Packernet Podcast After Dark. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired trying to keep up with all the nonsense going on with training camp, but I'm doing good. Good. And of course, last but certainly not least, Matt Ramage. How are you doing, Matt? I am good. I'm, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a little buzzed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let me... Uh, let me let me catch up. Let me catch up. I've been uh, running like a madman today. So uh, we have got a bit of a roundtable. We're going to talk about all things Packers. And then Bruce, of course, wants to show everyone his meat. So we'll start. Uh, um, what do you want to start with first? You know what? I, here, there's There's been two controversies going on. And the first thing I want to get, because I'm still watching this video, and I'm still watching people explain how Romeo Dobbs just cooks Stokes in a wide receiver drill. And in our last podcast, I explained how wide receiver drills work, that the DB isn't there to bat the ball away. He's just there to kind of shadow and stay close. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Dobbs, of course. If you are a, a previous listener, then you know that for – for months, I've been screaming Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs. I think Dobbs is fantastic. Plus, he's wearing 87, old Jordy Nelson. This is going to be a great, easy, you know, connection for Aaron Rodgers. Let's uh, go back to the uh, top of the headline. JJ, wh- what do you think? What do you see when you see Dobbs out there? It's fun to watch. It's it's um, exciting. It's encouraging. I think uh, the way that Rodgers has been talking about Dobbs is even more exciting than what he's been putting on the field because uh, he is absolutely not shying away from the praise. He's heaping it on him and, um, you know, basically saying, uh, based on what I've seen so far, uh, if he doesn't turn into a stud, he'll be the first who has uh, shown this much this early and then it didn't materialize. So that's kind of cool. Um, You know, as far as that one clip about him burning Stokes, I, I did think it was interesting because we have seen Stokes really turn on those burners and, and really fly around. But, you know, obviously there's different kinds of fast, you know, there's uh, straight line speed and then there's, there's football speed and looks like on that play, at least uh, Dobbs just had the better of him, but it was, it's pretty cool to see. Um, I, I, I like all the, all the clips of him burning and mossing people. I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. Ryan. 
thoughts on Dobbs? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I didn't hear what you had to say about uh, the drills and all that, but apparently Jair didn't get the memo because he's been breaking up every single pass that's been coming his way. He's got picks and pass breakups and everything else. So um, I don't know. I, I saw the clip and um, it looked like Stokes was running for his life, trying to get caught up and seemed a little disappointed. He's been throwing his helmet and punching the dirt and everything. So I, I think Dobbs is doing a fantastic job. I think he's, I think he's legitimately cooking everybody. Um, and then today you saw multiple like diving catches. And I think the, the, the really cool thing I saw today on top of that was two of the passes that he caught. It says that he was in blanket coverage by a linebacker and by Stokes, I think. And just the fact that not only are they throwing it to him when he's getting open and he's getting open a lot, but even when he's covered, Rogers is like, nah, I'm throwing it and he's still catching it. So that trust is really developing there too. So I mean, it's just every single thing that you can say about a guy as far as what you're looking for. It seems like it's really developing, and it's it's really exciting. What, one of the uh, uh, NFL scouts did say that if Dobbs did play for a better college team, that he would have been just destroying records in college the entire time. Matt, Matt Ramage, what are you thinking, Dobbs? Uh, I, I hope the, all the hype is real. Uh, I, I'm not a scout, but like I trust smarter people that watch. And uh, it, it sounds like, you know, he, he might be the real deal. I, I think it's interesting because like wide receivers, you in like all the rounds, you'll find like some of the best wide receivers. Like it, it, it's, it's kind of like a gamble. Like sometimes it just people don't expect a guy to pop off and you might end up being one of the greats. Uh, a guy in the first round, a high pick might not, you know, be so good. So uh, I think if, the biggest thing is Aaron Rodgers is praising him. If he's praising him, then uh, I, 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 I assume he knows what he's talking about, you know? <laughs> he, he might have seen a game or two. <laughs> Dobbs looks really good, and I've been singing the praises of Dobbs uh, for quite some time. This guy looks like our most polished wide receiver out there, and like I said before, he's wearing number 87. That's a quick you know, connection for uh, Rogers, uh, Jordy, and then having Jordy out there uh, today, uh, you know, watching practice and kind of being part of it. Uh, teams, what is the number one thing special teams has to do this year? And don't say get better because we know, <laughs> we know it's got to get better, but what's the thing that special teams has got to change, got to do this year We'll, we'll we'll go we'll we'll go in a reverse order. Let's start with Matt again. What what do you think the number one change? Me this Matt? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I think that it has to be like a, a culture, like change. Like it's it's like the Lions. Like every three years they try to change the culture. <laughs> like they haven't found the right one yet. But that, that's kind of what it is. Is like back when Devin Hester was doing it for the Bears. Like he used to say. Like everyone blocks like their hardest on everyone because they know that he could just break it. And that's kind of like how they have that mentality that they have to have, not just returning, but like not letting the other team turn it, return it, not letting turnovers and all types of craziness happen, but like just be you know, like, like that defense swag has, you know, I, I think the special teams needs to get some of that, but uh, they got to earn that, I guess. For sure. What about you, Ryan? Similar, but I'm going to lower the bar and just say discipline. Um, if they can just block people and not let them, you know, block the kicks and block the punts, if they can just catch the balls as they're being, you know, hit, flying at them 
for punts and kick returns and everything. I'm not asking for for kick returns for a touchdown or anything. Just that's all I would say. Just just do the right. Yeah, exactly. Just just please don't suck. That's it. I'm just asking you not to suck. Like, be the a top, bare minimum. Top twenty five <laughs> unit, and I'm I'm happy. So there you go. What about you, JJ? Yeah, uh, JJ. It's great, this is great going third. I, I love getting a question like this at the third position. I did have the pleasure of talking to Chris Jackie a couple months ago, which was freaking awesome. And I got to ask him this question. So I'll just tell you what he said. He said that one of the things that was lacking the most on special teams last year was player leadership. Um, he felt like there weren't enough uh, vets who were involved in special teams and that the, the downside of that wasn't necessarily the talent gap. It was that he had a bunch of young guys there who felt like the dregs of the team. It felt like they didn't matter weren't playing for each other. Um, they weren't getting excited in rah-rah. They felt like the trash riffraff of the team. That, that was his um, impression. And he felt like getting uh, vets involved and uh, getting better player leadership uh, was going to go a long way uh, toward turning things around. Nice. I'll chime in a little bit here. I, I, I think with special what team, do you What do you issues, think, Bruce? What do you think, Bruce? I'm actually very concerned about I'm concerned about the kicking. Um, you know, you're talking about the blocking, but I'm talking about specifically um, Mason Crosby. There's something up with his knee, and I know Burkick is there, whatever his name is, but making sure you look at other teams in the league and especially our own rivals within the division and how much they struggle with place kickers and how important they are. I really want to make sure that that's short up between it looks like Coco is doing a pretty good job with the long snapping and making sure you shore up that piece of it, because I think everything will also fall in line. If you're able to have a good punter to pin them deep, right. To give us a little bit of flipping the field. And, and again, it's, it's a discipline thing, but definitely I'm looking at the kicking game improving because there's, there's been some issues in the past with that. And, we're going to be in a lot closer games, I think, this year than we have in the past, just because it's not going to be that high-flying offense. I, I don't anticipate we're not – I don't know. Are we going to score 24 points a game? Our defense is going to do pretty good. But I think we're going to be in some tighter battles. And and the whole uh, keep your foot on the gas kind of stuff doesn't necessarily translate throughout the entire game. With with there's There's been teams that we should be blowing out that we keep a little bit closer. So I really want to make sure that our – our special teams kicking units are, are really nice and consistent. That's the one piece I want to make sure that we get this year with special teams. I like that. I like what Ryan had said, you know, uh, and, and uh, what Matt had said, uh, you know, that culture, the defense, and we had talked about this on our pod a handful of times, when you get these young defensive players together, they start to feed and they start to compete against each other. Right. Jair and Stokes, I think uh, Stokes is going to have uh, a few more interceptions than Jair because people just will not throw at Jair and he just won't get those opportunities. But then what's going to happen is, is we're suddenly going to see Stokes's numbers start to climb. He's going to get to five or six pretty quick. And then the ball is going to start being spread around as they start to shy away from Stokes. And that gets those, you know, those, uh, 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 those battles in the locker room where guys are, you know, when I played defense, everybody put five bucks in a hat. And whoever had the best paint mark on the helmet at the end of the game, you know, from the opposing team got all the money in the hat. So those are those competitions. And you start to see these guys, they compete with each other and they stop paying attention to the game. 
They don't worry that, oh, we still got a shutout. What they're thinking is, is I need two more sacks. I need one more interception. I need five more tackles to beat the guy on the other side of the, you know. And I think that's what we need with the special teams. We were using a lot of these guys, Lazar. And, you know, I mean, there was talk about Devontae Adams being back there for crying out loud. I mean, special teams is not supposed to be where all your starters are, right? These guys are supposed to be backups trying to get their way you know, onto the team. And if we can keep that culture, that competition culture, I think that uh, the special teams will uh, finally come into the uh, 21st century. Defense. Who wants to, uh, let's see, we started with Matt. We've started with JJ. Let's start with Ryan. What do you see out of the defense this year, Ryan? Um, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much. You know, there's a lot of top three, number one overall defense type talk. I'm trying to temper my expectations but at the same time I almost don't think there's much of an excuse to not be at least a top five defense with the guys that we have you know just having one guy like Jair should should catapult you to being a good defense and then add in a guy like Rashawn the guy that we have the guys that we have at linebacker having Amos at safety and Stokes at corner and you know Wyatt's kind of been tearing it up pretty well in uh, in camp as has Jerron Reed next to Kenny Clark so I just don't think there's really an excuse. So I'm, I'm not trying to get too hyped up about it, but I mean, if they're not top 10, that that's, that's BS, you know, and if they're not top five, that's maybe below the bar, but I'll, I'll accept number six or seven overall, but they really should be a top five unit. Really? No question about it. Absolutely. JJ. Yeah. I'll talk tech on, on defense. I'll tech on to what Ryan was saying and just add that if you look across every position group on defense and you try and stack them up against the rest of the league. I think they're at top five or better in every single individual category. You know, right. we know that they have one of the best uh, cornerback groups. I think, you know, maybe safety is a little bit questionable, but I, I still think, you know, they're, they're one of the best safety duos uh, edge rusher. I think you can't do much better than uh, Rashawn and Preston together that uh, defensive line uh, group. Sure seems like a top five unit to me. Uh, linebackers, Devondre Campbell was a uh, top two linebacker last year. And I mean, shoot, Quay Walker sure looks uh, pretty awesome already uh, on his own. So you put those two guys together. So I just think when you look, there's just not really any holes. Unless you're going to be upset about depth at edge rusher or safety, there's just not a lot of holes. And I think that, you know, just going off of what Ryan was saying, do I have expectations that they're going to, come in right away and they're going to be locked down and be consistent all year. I mean, it's green Bay. So I've kind of seen them a few times already, um, but there's just no excuse for it. What about you, Matt? JJ stole my whole thing. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it as smart sounding as he did, but uh, no, but to me, there is no like leak, like a lot of defenses, like, you know, well, they're, you know, really good at, you know, pass rushing and doing this, but they're they're weak at corner here or wherever. But this defense doesn't seem to have like a glaring weakness. But unlike Ryan, I, I'm I'm all for the hype. I'm all for the <laughs> hype all the time. Like uh, like being like number one defense is like a reach. I don't care what team you are. It's like say I'm gonna be the number one defense. Yeah, I just know it. But I, I think like top five for sure. Um, if if it's not, then it's it's a failure. But like you said, we've I've watched Packers for a lot of years, <laughs> a, a lot of years, a lot of things were supposed to go a lot of ways. No, but I, I don't think I've ever been this excited about a Packers defense 
a long, long time. I, I think uh, they're just going to murder quarterback. I, I just, I just can't wait because the the sack is like the best thing to celebrate besides like a touchdown. But when you're all hammered yeah. sack a game, dude, you see like Preston sack a quarterback. You just want to punch a wall. I love it. So uh, yeah, I, I'm jacked for this defense. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's been since about maybe 97, right? 1997, 96, where you know, Reggie White and and you know that defense back then. I mean, even the defense that we had in 2010, I, I mean, they outperformed their expectations, right? Yeah. They played, they played lights out. They played lights out. And we saw the very next year when Aaron was consistently putting up 35 and 40 points just to keep winning games. Right. So we saw the kind of collapse in that, but I, I'm pumped. I mean, Gary looks like the Terminator. He's yeah. been sent back in time yeah. to destroy quarterbacks this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now just like in 2010 and, and back in 97, now we have a handful of these defensive linemen that we can interchange before it was kind of like, well, when Kenny Clark isn't out there, I hope they don't run it. <laughs> you know, it was like yeah, I, right. I hope they don't do any one of these five plays when he's not out there. And now we've got Reed, we've got Wyatt, we've got uh, Clark, we've got Slayton, we've got these big, thick guys. Ford, even who I think is still on the team, we've got these big, thick guys in the middle that are just tearing it up. And then you've got Preston Smith. Smith looks, uh, you know, uh, like he's in great shape again. Looks like he's ready to go. And like I said, Gary is just going to kill it. And Quay Walker. I think this guy's going to surprise yep. a bunch of people this year, especially from that position. Because if you remember last year, we kept trying to play with those two, you know, kind of middle linebackers and it was Barnes and it was Ramsey and it was, it was by committee and we couldn't get a consistent either pass rush or coverage or anything. And Quay seems to be able to do it all. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned it on the, the podcast for tomorrow, but it was, it was interesting listening to Aaron Rodgers in the locker room. You know, you've got Jair, you've got Amos, you've got Rashawn, you've got all these guys on the defense, and who's the one guy that he said really stands out to him on the defense? He said Quay Walker. That was the one guy that he noticed really flashes on defense, and that kind of shocked me when he said that because, again, there's some studs on this defense. So, and, then, and then he had a pick today, I think, in, in camp. So, yeah, he's, he's – uh, He's really not talked about enough. As much as we get hyped about everybody else, he's yeah. the one guy. We, we picked him first, which, first of all, should kind of get us a little bit excited. But not only do we pick him first, he's been first team since day one. He's, he's been dominant since day one. He's flying around the field. He's making plays. And we're all just like, yeah, but when's Christian Watson coming back? That's what I care about. <laughs> you know, I think we should get a little excited about the guy. And that's, and that's, that's moving. That's a great segment there, Ryan. It's almost like you got your own podcast. Right. But they uh, uh, moving right into uh, moving right into the offense here. Well, hold on. Uh, hold on, man. Okay, I do okay. have a follow up question on the defense for you guys. Oh, okay. I'm more of a nerd. So <laughs> one of the things that we talk about the studs and what we're expecting from this defense. But what do you anticipate is going to be the difference between last year's de- defense and this year's defense? It's really going to make them other than the personnel. What do you expect from this defense to make them? better, whether it's formations or what they're going to be doing with the defense. So just kind of your thoughts on what you expect from last year to this year as a change. Pressure. Who's, who's going first? <clears throat> that's all. Uh, I, that's all I have to say. Go well, ahead. JJ. We'll, go ahead, JJ. Well, so we're, we're just talking about defense here, right? Yep. 
So the the uh, the thing, if you look at the the Vic Fangio defense uh, that Joe Barry is running here, the key to making it all work is having all of the tools you need in in terms of the different types of positions, so that you can put any personnel group out on the field that you need to. Um, and and the the best example of that was in uh, 2018 when the Rams came and played the bears and Vic Fangio totally shut down this high flying Rams offense that had just been murdering everybody with Todd Gurley. And he was doing these goofy uh, six man fronts, totally shutting down Todd Gurley's ability to run the ball. And so Sean McVay tries to adapt by throwing out of, uh, you know, what, what looked like a run formation, which is what our offense likes to do. This is what, you know, Matt LaFleur's goal is. And uh, Vic Fangio had all these pieces that were so versatile and he would have all these guys, these play, these coverages were so disguised that they were still set to totally shut down the, the passing attack, despite the fact that they started out with five or six guys right up on the line of scrimmage didn't matter because half these guys immediately dropped into coverage because they could tell, you know, because Jared Goff was not the world's greatest quarterback. They could tell kind of what was coming. So they're acting like they're shutting down the run and then they can uh, adapt on the fly, drop back real quick and shut down the pass. And that's what was missing for Joe Barry last year. He didn't have um, a piece like Quay Walker. Uh, He didn't have the defensive lineman he needed to, put any look out there that he wanted. He was uh, really looked like he was trying to solve that issue of that second linebacker all year long and usually trying to accomplish it with an extra DB. And it just wasn't enough. So I think giving Barry these different types of tools in his toolbox, he's going to have uh, what he needs to be able to call any kind of defensive look like to shut down any offense in the league. I, I really believe that. I mean, it, it comes down to um, him making the right call and these guys being disciplined enough and everybody being smart enough to recognize what's going on. But that's the goal. And I just think last year they were too limited from a personnel standpoint compared to uh, where they were trying to get this offseason. Absolutely. Matt? Got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> take a drink here. Let's take Matt, a drink first and then kind of loosen up those vocal cords. Matt, tell me a little bit more about the Fangio scheme, if you wouldn't mind. If you could elaborate on what JJ said. Did I black? No, Yeah. Can you can you break down coverages in yeah. the Rams in 93? <laughs> opposite Angela. He's like, you know, the real smart answer, breaking it all down. But I I'll I'll say attitude because like those great defenses, like those Ravens, 2000 Ravens, those like will punch you in the face. Like even those teams like had trash quarterbacks and they were like, we're still going to beat you nine to nothing or whatever. And that's <laughs> what you, need. you need a defense that knows they're good, plays good. Like that's why I love all the celebration when they run to the end zone and do the little picture thing or whatever they do. And that, cause that, that means that defense is all vibing together. They're all, you know, playing for each other. They're all balling. And uh, I, I think that's what you need. Like, it, it seems like defenses that have fun 
I mean, I mean, usually when they have fun because they get turnovers, they're doing good. No one has fun. Yeah. When the receiver's running nine. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Julio beat me for another 210. <laughs> but I, I, think that, I think that's what it is. Because all that hype that we're hearing, I'm sure they're here and they believe it themselves. That they don't need, you know, fans and the media to hype them up. But like they know what they are. Like that, they see the same thing, probably closer or obviously closer. So I, I think that they're going to be pumped up. They have, uh, I don't know. Just, and plus, whatever JJ said, add me to that. <laughs> Ditto. You know, you know, Matt did text me before the show, and he's like, hey, if they, if they ask this question, I'm thinking about saying this. What do you think? I totally just stole his answer. He just ripped it. He was reading. I could tell he was reading something yeah. as he was talking. It looked like it. Off the cue card. Was there a work cited in that text message, at least? <laughs> yeah, uh, MattRamage.com. There it is. <laughs> Copyright Quick Trip. Ryan? Yeah, I'll, I'll slide kind of in between the two, I guess. Um, I just think if they're a successful defense and what I kind of see, even though I do think pressure is going to be a big part of it, um, I think they're going to be a suffocating defense more than anything. And, and it kind of has to do with what JJ was talking about with having all the pieces that you need. If you can play to stop the run and still cover or play coverage and still stop the run. Um, I think the big problem last year is they looked awesome sometimes and they look like garbage the next time, depending on what the offenses were able to do. And we just couldn't stop it. You know, obviously that game against Baltimore where they just kept throwing to the tight end and we could not stop it to save our lives. But if we can have the full all the pieces and the full personnel that we need and just be able to match everything that they're doing, no matter what they're trying to do, we can stop it. That's when you go from being sometimes really good, sometimes garbage and averaging out to being like 12th to just consistently being this suffocating defense. That's just frustrating. And we've seen it from an offensive standpoint. We very rarely have been that defense, but offensively those times when it's like, we just can't get anything going. I'm excited to see the Packers defense do that to other teams where by halftime, they're just deflated. Like I, I don't freaking know what to do anymore, man. I can't throw. I can't run. What do you want me to do? I got nothing left in the in the bag of tricks. Well, you know, and, and going back to like uh, even Capers and uh, even 2010, uh, we were always looking for a pair of corners. That's kind of what you want when yeah. you've got an NFL defense is that pair of corners. And we need those corners. I mean, this is why we were always drafting them, you know, in the first round. And we were drafting a lot of them to get two corners that can play man for four or five seconds in the NFL, man, you can send anybody out of the linebackers, out of those D line, and they're going to get there. Yeah. Our problem over all of the years was, is we kept swinging and missing on these DBs. We kept, you know, I can think of Rollins and Randall and, you know, it was just a long laundry list of these guys that we picked that just didn't have the swagger. They didn't have the confidence. They didn't have the speed or the ball skills, or they used to be a basketball player and we're trying to convince them to play DB, <laughs> you know, and now <laughs> Well, and, it, and, and that kind of ties in. Remember, if you remember before we had uh, Corey Lindsay, we had a left tackle that we had convinced to play uh, a center and we were having all these problems at center. And then when we finally drafted a center, a guy that played center all throughout high school, college, and then he comes to the NFL, suddenly we get a great center, right? And suddenly we don't have a problem. So now we're drafting guys who always played center. Now we're drafting guys who always played DB. And we're starting to get these guys like, I mean, man, last year I was I was excited because I thought, man, Jair on the number one and Stokes on the number two. Man, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to be able to start sending five and six instead of constantly sending three and watching Preston Smith running, you know, uh, 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 coverage packages for crying out loud. You know, like we, he's just trying to band-aid it. 
Now this year, if you think of Stokes playing on the number two, he's going to eat. I mean, he's going to be standing around smoking a cigarette, waiting for this guy to make his break. (laughs) Right. And they're, they're not even going to look at Jair. So then your option is, is Douglas. And by the time you've made that decision in your mind, Gary has eaten up the right tackle and Preston is coming around hard. Right. Like this, I think this, I think we start to see those pressure packages like you alluded to the 2000 Ravens where they were sending safeties and they were sending corners and they were, and they were just bringing a whole bunch of nonsense at you. And you couldn't do anything because every player at every position was stronger than your player. And I think, I think we're finally there. I think that's it. I think we're still going to have a little bit of trouble with the run, but apparently there's been a couple of times where they've run some package where it's been Clark Slayton, Wyatt and Reed. I mean, you, you're not going to fit an envelope in those gaps, <laughs> right? Like, that's going to be fantastic. So I think the pressure goes through the roof. And uh, like you said, Matt, I think that they start feeding off of each other and they're so young, right? Like, you start to think, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, Campbell is probably one of the oldest guys on that uh, defense right now. And what's he, 27, 28? Yeah, I think he's turned 27 this year. Right? Like, this is so young. This will be really good this year. I think the uh, defense eats, and as long as we stay healthy, we eat well this year. Lots of pressure. Do we, do we have a 30-year-old? On the, Amos is 29, isn't he? I don't even think we yeah, have I a 30-year-old on the defense. I think he just turned 29, too. Yeah, right. And That's we might crazy. have seven first-round picks right. <laughs> starting for our defense this year. Yeah, right. Like, they uh, should be good. like damn if not let me start picking (laughs) all that to say they should be kind of good well i'll I'll, I'll just toss one other thing out there that i really want to see and i think you're starting to see a couple little notes out of training camp that indicate that it's starting to happen and that is they need to become a swarming defense you know uh running back gets through whatever uh receiver catches the ball, but boom, there's six, seven guys in your lap. And the, some of the really good defenses, they do that. I mean, the, the 40, my, 49ers, doesn't matter how stinky they are. There's still this swarming defense that like, you can't, you can't get any big gains on them because the second you catch the ball, you know, great. You're two yards down the field, whatever, but you got, you got one or two guys in your lap and four more are like six inches away flying over to help. So uh, that, that swarming mentality has to be a factor and starting to see some kind of encouraging notes from training camp suggesting that maybe that's going to happen. So. And with the defense, I think that's really critical too, because it's not only swarming to the ball, but making the offense have more plays and the more plays they have, even though we talk about death about by a thousand cuts, the more opportunities the defense will have to be able to create a turnover or do something Mm -hmm. if you're forcing them to, to work their way down the field. So the swarming part of it is, you know, punching the ball out peanut, you know, was great at that, the peanut punch. So having these guys swarming to the ball, I think allows more opportunity for those turnovers. I mean, we had, we, our turnover differential was phenomenal last year. I can't wait to see what it's going to be this year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Next Ditto. question. Ditto. Yup. <laughs> hey, yep. Thanks for coming on, Matt. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Bye, 
while Ryan and up oh, there's there's water or yeah. is that that your is that your instant it's coffee? Empty. I just thought I'd raise it. It is a, it was coffee. I just finished it a little while ago, but I figured I'd raise it at least in solidarity. JJ's about to be tasting some breast milk here pretty quick. <laughs> That's what I was gonna. I was, dude, dude, seriously. Like, are you in the same room? I actually, no, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna no. say so. JJ, JJ, a nicer way, a nicer way. And I've only kind of I read. My, I got my coffee. I've only kind of read into like half of this because you don't share too much of it, or maybe you do, and I and I'm not following along enough. But uh, you're about to have a baby. Well, I I know why you're asking, Matt. I know that you have a vested interest in this because the last time I was on this show, you guys bullied me and you were like, hey, come on, man, get cracking. Why? Why are you guys not having babies yet? Like, what's the hold up? And I'm like, well, you know, uh, you know, my career is not quite where I want to be. And you guys are absolutely picking on me and telling me like you were you were trying so hard to talk me into things. And I mean, darn it. If a month later, we weren't in my defense, I was pretty high. <laughs> so, so there was a whole lot of there was a whole lot of but honey they made fun of me in the household yeah oh my gosh. Was, they said well, we should do it so it was there was peer pressure from you guys plus yeah. my wife has been like literally since like halfway through our honeymoon she was talking about like oh. you know i know we were talking i know we talked about waiting a couple of years but i mean come on babies are so cute and so I, I, I got this constant pressure from her on one side, and then I come on this podcast, and you guys are destroying any arguments I have for why well, we should it, wait. It was I, I like, caved. When I had my first son, I were, I was a supervisor at a car wash. There you and go. I, I was I was like the brokest person ever. <laughs> well, and there is an, a universal law that when you have a kid, regardless of where you are financially, you told there me is that. there is a saying in Spanish that says that just things kind of financially come together. It's that I'm, they come with a torta. They come with the big rib sandwich of, of money. For whatever reason, when you have a kid, things just kind of start to fall in line, whether it's us as dads or as, as parents, that we start to kind of pick up a little bit more of that responsibility. When, when does that happen? When does it happen, that big rib sandwich of money? <laughs> no rib sandwiches showed up for me. But <laughs> Not, I, should I look? Is it in the mailbox? That they're poor. Like kids just know what they know, like what they see. Right. Poor as hell. And the kid, like, you know, you can bring him home a happy meal every now and again. He's like, yeah, like it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Because unless he starts getting friends. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize. You know, that my I, kid's not going to have any friends. You don't have to worry I about that. worse than everyone else. What? <laughs> I, I do think it's funny. All the foods that I remember loving when I was little are just poor people food. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It was like the, little weenies, the little weenies in cans. I actually oh, yeah. loved liver sandwiches and stuff. It was like just bratwurst I know. sandwiches. Click. The liverwurst. The liverwurst. Yep. Yeah. You guys know what click is? Click? Mm -mm. Or, or spam? Spam yeah. in a can? Spam, spam. yeah, yeah. We used I to have up. fried up here. It's called click, right? Because Canadians have got to just, it's the same thing. They just put a sticker on it, call it click. Anyway, we used to have fried <laughs> click sandwiches. One of the greatest meals that <laughs> I, I mean, to this day, I'm still like, you know, a little fried click wouldn't be too bad today. Right. I grew and, up. And then now, now you get a little older and you go walking down the aisle and you're like, fuck, it is still 99 cents. I should have never eaten that. <laughs> you know, what I remember is, is, is brown swagger. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. It comes in like a tube. It's liverwurst. Oh, dude. I used it's to liverwurst. Up, I would yep. never. 
eat it now. Like I, I oh, I know. I used to have a drink on that thing, and I, I always <laughs> just assumed like it was just like I don't. I never knew. Like I remember someone yeah. asked me, like my brother, like what is it? I'm like I don't know, dude. It's a miracle, like spread, <laughs> delicious. They never told me either. I remember I used to ask for the the, the brown sandwiches with the brown stuff in it. They never told me yeah. it was liver. Yeah. Yeah, it was pate. My dad was like, "You want a liver pate sandwich?" Like, yeah, that's bullshit. Now, now I know it's not. I grew up the biggest fan of ramen noodles when I was a kid because my good. my mom just convinced me. She's like, "Oh, ramen noodles—they are to die for." And I'm like, "Heck yeah, man! Feed me some more." And I got to college, and all all my friends were eating ramen noodles, but they were all like, "Oh, we gotta eat ramen noodles." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm living it up. I got my favorite meal." Three times a day? Heck yeah. My favorite ramen noodle flavor was Oriental, and apparently I guess it's not PC anymore because I can't find Oriental ramen noodles anymore. It's only like beef, chicken. and I then only know the two kinds. Yeah, the beef and chicken. I don't know I don't know about the fancy stuff. I never they got, ate they got the blue shit. one that's like soy. Is that the same thing? I don't know. You should try the blue one, man. That's the blue one. That's the Oriental one, right? Yeah, I, I tell you, I still have um, ramen about once a week. I'll, I'll do ramen and a can of tuna as my lunch about once a week. It's good. Wait, do you have the ramen as a soup or as actual noodles? Because I actually no, drink it as, like it's a soup. My daughters all like it as noodles. I, I've had it both ways, but definitely noodles is better. For sure. <laughs> Someone's done messed up, bro. Whose house is that? <laughs> That's Bruce. Bruce has got 11 kids. He's getting yelled at. That's fine. Yeah. That's awesome. I just like someone's getting heated. <laughs> so I got mine from upstairs. So my wife is yelling at me like I don't hear it. Oh no, I'm I'm literally in the living room right now because I need to be close to the router because I have all my kids here. So the internet's down to like two percent for me while they're using ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> there's lots of times. There's lots of times we'll be doing the podcast and then all of a sudden there's a head. And then it's, Dad, I need to speak to you. And Bruce will just, he'll hit pause. 15 minutes later, he comes back. Okay, so the fighting has stopped. Netflix is back on in this room. Where were we? <laughs> uh, just getting a preview of my uh, my future here. Yes, indeed you are. That's why, you, you know what? One kid, I, I, I used to always say that, right? I still do sometimes. <laughs> one kid <laughs> is an accident. Two is a <laughs> Right? Any more than that is just stupid. <laughs> right? I, I, I genuinely say, Yeah, go ahead, JJ. Well, so a, a recurring topic in our house is how many kids are we going to have? My wife is like, oh, we got to have like at least six. I grew up in a family. I grew up in a family of four kids. So I'm like, all right, I have experience with four. I, I think I could certainly handle three or four. I have. She's like, no, nah, I don't think I could be happy with four. We got we got to do like six. So I just said, look, look those are rookie numbers, bro. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I, just so you know, JJ, my number was seven before I started having kids, and now I'm at four, and I'm like, why the heck did we have that last one? Dude, like, <laughs> oh, four. I had two like two boys like a year and a half apart, and like dude, they just fought. Like it was like dude, it was like a constant like UFC. <laughs> really, like, like that beer, but there was always like some stuff going on like they hate each other for a while it was uh i couldn't imagine have because like they outgrew me in like toughness like pretty quickly <laughs> they were like eight <laughs> they were eight <laughs> the next day i'm like hey guys maybe we shouldn't do this in the house 
<laughs> so if you are going to have I said I'm watching Barney, Dad. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> you are going to have a lot of kids, JJ. You need to spread them out because you do go from man to zone when you go from two to three. But what mm. you want to have if you're going to have a lot of kids is enough of a separation where the older kids help you with the younger ones yeah. at some point and step in. If I've heard not, that. then you're totally screwed. I've heard yeah, that. If you're going to have a herd. That's what you want to do. <laughs> I can't believe I it. I told it, her. It, it, it makes it sound like you guys all plan this shit. <laughs> Let me introduce you to whoops and oh crap. <laughs> I, was, I was 21. And uh, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the goal. <laughs> no, when, when we were saving up, my wife and I, we were saving and and it was a couple of years after we got married and, uh, you know, my grandmother and my mother were over one day and they said, well, when are you going to have kids? And we said, oh, we're saving up for children. We want to make sure we have enough money and we're saving up for children. And my mom said to me, you'll never have enough money. And they both just <laughs> laughed and laughed. And so we started having kids right away after that. <laughs> just submit it. Right. I mean, my, my best story is, is how, before I had kids, if I wanted something, I just went and bought it. And whatever it was, it was like the PlayStation 2 came out. Boom, cha-ching, put it in the bag, see you guys later, right? Now, I, I, I saved up, perfect example of what just happened, I saved up for like three years to get myself a fishing boat and a troll and, and a motor, you know, in the, in the trailer and the whole works. And it's about 6,500 bucks, right? It's not the world's best or anything, right? It's it's just an aluminum, you know, 30 Merc on the back, just kind of putting around the little bay that I go to. It's not like a bay liner, right? Yeah, I can still fish. Like, you can fish, it, yeah, it holds beer. And you're not in the news. I'm in, right? <laughs> and as soon as I got the money, uh, my daughter... <laughs> but as soon as, as soon as I had the money together, we uh, took the kids to the dentist. One was 6,500 for new Invisaligns, and the other <laughs> one is going to be 2,800 for bottom braces. Bye bye, Bo. <laughs> That's why I never took my kids to the dentist. Just terrible. That's I don't want to know. They're self-insured. Oh, man, Your kids come self-insured. Yeah. You just, you just, just treat the dentist. Just treat the dentist like you do Santa Claus. Yeah, I talked to him on the phone. He said you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> people are fixing their shit you know later in life nowadays you know what i mean that's why his parents are like you're like hey eight thousand for braces like what do you think this is the brady bunch you got crooked teeth kid tough luck <laughs> yeah yeah i got a i got a i got a soft hammer <laughs> maybe we can get them in line for you kiddo yeah <laughs> you know what the oh, this is a football good luck podcast. jj how 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 far along how far along are you, what are you how many months have you oh. got Left no, 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 we are hours. We are. I mean, I might have to leave mid podcast. I'm not even kidding. Oh, wow. At that point. Okay. We are. Okay. Are you, we, we, are we you have, at the due date? Uh, due date is uh, three days from now, but we, oh. I, I have, oh, you got two weeks left. You never like, know. Like you're going to be in there, bro. You're going to be ground zero. Huh. We, we already had uh, two, the last two nights this week. I have not slept because we've been up all night with, contractions that oh. disappear around like 4 35 in the morning and then you're like okay never mind i, I guess we're not going to the hospital so until that water breaks till that water breaks brother nothing's happening well, no <laughs> nothing's here, happening. 
here's here's the great part. She tells me she's like, well, my mom and my grandma said that their water never broke. So, oh, I'm like, great. Good shit, then. <laughs> you're gonna be hauling. You're you're gonna be hauling ass down the. No, you're gonna be hauling ass down the highway with her dilated at like five with the baby stick and half yeah. of his yeah. hand out. Yeah. yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> anticipating that. Yes. Dude, my wife was in 52 hours of labor. Like it was like a horrible 52. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And it sucked because we didn't have insurance. It it it's it, it funny because like my first kid I didn't have any insurance. Second kid I did. Same doctor, like totally different situation. When you know this is you and I. Jimmy Cheese Butt. TJ Williams. Doran Stardegan. Shelly. Reed. Randy McGray. Peter Nebels. Mick. Mel. Alex Brown. Matt Stevenson. What's up? Matt Ramage. Andrew Falk. Matt Kuhneman. It's Eric. Bruce Banker. Matt. Matt Fraley. Chris. Chris McLeod. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Luke Sog. Kristen. Kimmy. Coach Juan. Colton Moore. Dave Robbins. Kermit the Frog. Kelly Bruner. Eric. Luke Sog. Jeremy. Jimmy Cheese Butt. Jimmy. Bales of Hay. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. I'll find a little queen and I know I can treat her right. What's your name, little girl? What's your name? Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on Public Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. I'm JJ Lee. Yo, this is Matt Ramage. It's Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Insurance are like, yeah. Let us know when you can see the neck. <laughs> you got insurance? Like, how are you doing today, everybody? Everybody, can I get you more cheesecake? Yeah, they had a whole team and stuff. This is Janet. She's going to be here doing that. But yeah, <laughs> when you don't have insurance, they don't care. They're like, you start the process. Put you up in the hallway. Put you up in the kiddie pool. <laughs> well, you know. And, and y'all are from y'all are from the states. Let me tell you, up in Canada, uh, like my sister had her baby at the same time that we had, like within a couple of uh, months of each other, right? And I had insurance. It was good government insurance too, so there was no deductible, there was no nothing. You just handed the card, and basically they, you know, they cloned you, right? And they just oh, yeah, take Matt. Parts. Matt, you had to, <laughs> right? Matt Ramis, you had to bring up. Insurance when we got a Canadian on the line. I know, I know. Here but, we go. But no, we but here's, by the here's the difference. No, 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 no. Here's the difference. It's, it's the same. It's the same, right? So, so I had, I had I get the free maple syrup. Oh, but I, I had the extra insurance. So I get in there and I get the girl the card, right? And they, they put my wife in a wheelchair and they take her right up to a private room and everything happens in the private room and that's all there is to it. And there's TV and everything works and it's a yellow painted bright room and a great view. My sister, who didn't have insurance, shared there was four other people in the room <laughs> and <laughs> some people were like that drinking and celebrating 
right? And security had to come remove people, right? And like, I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is my niece. This is so beautiful. And then my sister is like, yeah, so that's her baby. My baby is this one. I was like, oh, well, that one's hairy. So together? That one's hairy. Yeah, like, why are they so close together? Oh, I don't have insurance. I was like, oh my gosh, right? Like, it's that same night and day, right? Like my my wife, someone would come in and there would be a practitioner that talked with my wife and went over things and had booklets. And with yeah. like my sister, they were like, here's your pamphlet, get out. <laughs> you know, are you going to cut the cord? That's on you. <laughs> That's on you. You cut the cord at home. Get out of here. <laughs> so this is a oh. Packers podcast, but let's do the offense. Let's just do the offense okay. real quick. That was a perfect segue, I'm sure. Right? I'm <laughs> telling you, we do it every time. <laughs> but you, you, you have to do a better, like, you have to do it like, uh, like, oh, I, I, I lost it. Speaking, <laughs> spe- speaking of catching a baby. You gotta have better <laughs> yeah, um, having a baby is like throwing a Hail Mary. Speaking of Hail Marys. There you go. There you go. All right. You can just edit that it. other part. Oh, oh, I can edit that. That'll be smooth. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Instead of me saying, speaking about, speaking about the Packers. This is going to be an actually four-minute podcast when it posts. (laughs) We're going to cut out everything that's inappropriate. Right. (laughs) Actually, we'll cut out everything that is appropriate, Uh, just leaving what's appropriate. (laughs) Clearly, clearly y'all don't listen to our podcast. Right. (laughs) No, I don't. I have standards. Yeah, if you start talking about pirate chips, I'm out of here. Don't worry. (laughs) No, you're not. We're going to talk about meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. But let's talk about the offense first. Let's talk about <laughs> catching about meat. the meat thing. What? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> I will Don't never talk us. about <laughs> All right. With the offense. Okay. I want to start with Seriously. the running backs. I want to start with the running backs because last year, this is something when I was trying to stat these guys out. We only ran two running back sets 2% of the time last year. Lowest in the league with A.J. Dillon and um, my boy, Mr. 915 Showtime. So what is it that you guys just kind of final thoughts on what you anticipate of what you're going to see with this offense with this next year? What are your thoughts on that? Who goes first? You, because you talked. (laughs) So what's the question? (laughs) what what do you expect out of the offense how do you expect how many how many babies is jj gonna have (laughs) with aaron the the offense (laughs) one or five (laughs) with the entire offense but now that we've got two stud running backs that we obviously anticipate they're going to be leaning on a lot more this year but overall what do you think is going to happen with the offense this year I think they they are going to lean on the running game a lot, and but like Aaron Jones though, he's not just a running back. Like he could they could split them all. They can do so much. They can do things with Aaron Jones that I could never imagine. Like Matt Lafleur is obviously just a tad bit smarter when it comes to making plays, but like Aaron Jones can do it all. AJ Dillon, he's a monster. He he can bust up the middle. Uh, as far as like the receivers, everyone's worried about. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to make make guys be good i mean like yeah. they're gonna be good on their own but like he helps like when, if, if if you're like a, a young receiver not sure of yourself like having a guy like rogers is huge if you have like some 
mediocre quarterback that's like, hey, go get her, guy. You know, but you have Rodgers who's like guiding you and being a good leader and all those things. It helps. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with, 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 with the passing game. Like, especially like if it gets late in the playoffs, are they going to be able to get open against top-notch defenses? Like, the, those are the questions that you'll have then. But um, I, I think it's going to be a lot based on the running. And then if that's successful, obviously play action, all the things that offenses do, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I'm not overly – I'm not concerned too much about the offense. I'm not cocky with them either. Like, I usually am. But, like, they won't have to throw 45 points a game to win a game because they're going to have a defense. And they're going to have a special teams, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> so I, I, I think the offense is just – it's going to be all right. You know, people don't need to panic. You know, pump the brakes a little bit, have a beer, calm down. AJ? Well, uh, AJ Dillon, gosh, yesterday, I think, said that his goal was for he and Aaron Jones to have 3,000 rushing yards combined, which is uh, pretty ambitious. That would be 177 yards per game on the ground. So <laughs> that's his goal. Um, All right. We'll see. I say best luck to him. I don't, I don't know if we're going to hit that. Uh, as for if we're going to have more two back sets on the field, I, I do think it's interesting. I actually didn't believe you at first when you said only 2% because it just sounded so crazy. I had to pull it up. You're absolutely right. And I noticed uh, we also never ran any um, uh, two. Why would I lie, time. JJ? <laughs> He's like, Voice this is so loud. Crap. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead Terrifying. and go ahead and do my own research. I'm not trusting you. Uh, they, Any, they also, if anybody else would have said it, I'd have believed it. But since it was Bruce, I better double check that. <laughs> I just believe everybody when they give out stats. Want to look it up. Yeah. Someone yeah. says like, "Yo, this person did this crazy thing." I'm like, for real? All right. Well, seventy three percent of the time, <laughs> people like believe any thing or something. Then I'll look into it. Someone says seventy. This stat, I'm like, I'm not gonna check that out. 73% of the time, anyone will believe a stat if you attach a number to it. For real, they do. They just like, oh, you can put anything. Like, Brian knows. Like, you got, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram. You can put any stat out there, and most people <laughs> will just believe it. Like, someone, you know, will come across eventually, like, hey, come on. They're not a moron. But most people, like myself included, will be like, like oh, I didn't really realize that Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Like, <laughs> on everything that you could say that in real life. But, like, but like Kirk Cousins, they always have is like on third down when the wind is blowing. And yeah. Down, yeah. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the league. On the 13 on a Sunday afternoon. The third Sunday. The third Sunday of that yeah. month. The third he is unbeatable. That's like, oh, Kirk Cousins, 97% completion percentage when like nobody touches the running back or. Uh, you know, cornerback. I don't know, like cornerback. When the popcorn girl from section 138 <laughs> is on break. <laughs> even like the commentators, like, like, they'll have completion percentage when Joe Buck is out here. Like, yeah. Joe Buck didn't give him like any voodoo. Like, be a good quarterback today, bro. <laughs> then you look it up and realize it was two games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the same thing with Brett Favre. Remember back in the day. I remember they did that Brett Favre does not lose under 32 degrees. And when it was cold, it was done. Like, it was a win. Like, he never – and then, then he did, and he's like, okay, Brett Favre is undefeated under 32 degrees except for the playoffs. And yeah. then it was, like, he's undefeated 32 degrees at home. 
And then it was like, it, then they dropped it to 24. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of washed a lot of those. If it's snowing and he shoveled yeah, his driveway was, that day. <laughs> Undefeated when it's under 32 degrees and it's snowing and with a, at least a 12 mile an hour wind. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Why isn't that on a plaque somewhere? Yeah, right. Be, I don't see that on the banner. You know. You know. Minnesota <laughs> would have a banner for that. <laughs> they would. James <laughs> James Jones statue. I guarantee you, if, if if Brett Favre played his whole career in Minnesota and did the things he did in Green Bay, not even win a Super Bowl. Let's just say oh, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't win a Super oh, Bowl. Yeah. Just was a great quarterback and got all the records. It would have a statue. That you would see, like coming off, like on the highway in Minnesota, it was, sixty-five feet high. Yeah, yeah they would. <laughs> the government would get involved. Like airplanes are running into this thing. Come on now. <laughs> you know, you never see a quarterback. You never see like James Jones from NFL Network walking into the locker room. He walks up to Aaron. He goes, "Aaron, what's the goal this year?" And he goes, "I want to be the best quarterback on Thursday night football between eight fifteen and eight seventeen on a windy day." Yeah. Oh, that's a lofty cut. <laughs> you know? All right. 2%, JJ. 2%, JJ. Man, I don't know what point I was going to make. Screw this. No, 2%. 2%. Oh, p- oh my God. Two back I'm a, sets. I'm a skim guy myself, but what are we talking yeah. about? I, I like 2% milk better. You know what I mean? I, 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 you get skim, they're just taking all the good stuff out. They're reselling. It's it just water. Skim is just water. <laughs> White I water. Cheese factory. I literally work at a cheese factory. So, like, they have milk. They skim it, right? So now it's less milk than it was. It's like crappy milk. Now it's watered down milk. And then they take that other, like that fat and stuff, and they they sell in other stuff. So like they're making, they're just letting them make more money off you because they're taking the business out. You know, and plus it's like the best part of the milk. Like, hey, let's get me some milk, but take all the good stuff out. <laughs> and then it's just like like almond milk. I, well, what's that about? <laughs> Who decided to milk an almond? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> As a resident of Wisconsin, I get a JJ two percent. All right, here. I really tried, JJ. I tried for you, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this really short and sweet. Here's a running back related thing. Aaron Jones had 65 targets last year. He's gonna have 75 this year. Boom. Chaka laka. Let him know. I don't. I've got him at 97, JJ. Yeah, Bruce has been smoking that. Ooey. I've got him with 75 I, catches, but 97 targets. Uh, that's, think, that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good rate. He had uh, 52 receptions last year on 65. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sure. Ryan, Why not? 2%. Are we set on that number? What are we talking? I have to talk about 2% now? <laughs> what 2% of There's the offense question. would you like to uh... – well, if I had to take any two percent, um, no. I, as far as the offense, I, I, I think we get too hung up on either the offense is going to fall off or the offense is going to be so much better now that Devonte left. But I, I just kind of sit and say I think they're going to be fine, and I think we also overhyped the offense previously. We act like we had the number one offense in football, and we lost Devonte, and now we're going to be twenty fourth. It's like we were like what the tenth scoring offense. Like we, we were fine. Can we do that again? Probably. I mean, we got enough guys. He'll be able to distribute the ball. And what if we're 13th? It's the end of the world. Like we we average like 24 points a game. It's not like we are this massive offensive juggernaut. We can certainly replicate it with the guys we got. We're going to have an improved offensive line. Probably. I, I'm really excited. Like you said about the running backs. 
And, um, you know, yeah, we don't have, we don't have Devante. Okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know, it's all that, that that's, that's all it is in my mind. I don't, I think we're just overhyping this whole Devante thing or, or like I said, the other direction of we're going to be so much better because we have lesser wide receivers or whatever. I don't know, man, we're fine. You know, I, we, we talk about one stat and I know everybody, uh, you know, we were just joking about percentages, but 89% of the time, the league MVP does not play in the Super Bowl since uh, 1999. It's been 0% of the time that the league MVP plays in the Super Bowl. Uh, if you ask Eli Manning, if you ask the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you don't need the league MVP <laughs> or even be considered for it to win the Super Bowl. With the changes in the offensive line, we're watching different lineups. I mean, Myers, of course, is right there, and we're seeing some guys in their typical spots, but we're also watching guys like, uh, there's Bruce's wife. <laughs> Once again, Matt speaking, Bruce's wife has got to cut in. So uh, uh, Tom has been moved from the right side to the left side. Uh, we're watching Yaiman come in. We're kind of watching these different, and they seem to be leaning towards that run heavy and I mean it makes sense you pay Aaron Jones all of this money you pay I mean Dylan's about to uh you know look for some serious money it's about time that we leaned on these guys the Baltimore Ravens did it again uh the Giants right Brandon Jacobs you think of that sort of thing you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers and they had that big running back the bus you know uh if you can run the ball and play good defense you can win a Super Bowl I think the offense is going to be just fine this year I think uh just like Bruce and I had talked about before, we're going to see an awful lot of number two wide receivers being moved here and there and everywhere. I don't think we're going to have a true number one. I think Aaron Jones is probably going to lead the team with receptions. And then everybody else is going to be in the same kind of pack of, you know, 50 to or 55 to 45 each type deal. But I think, I think Lazard can get a thousand yards. Yeah. I, I think, I think Lazard is going to have a, a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Like he's a lot of people are saying, you know, that, like, like, you know, kind of, I'm not saying he sucks, but like saying like, you know, they don't have a true number one in this net. And like, let, me, let, let me ask you this. I give him like the ultimate, you know, like, as, yeah. as, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Can Lazar line up against Ramsey? Don't get me started on Ramsey. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say let's stuff pick, that'll get me canceled. Another, let's pick another number one, pick another number one DB in the top 10. In yeah, the top AJ 10, Terrell. a number I'm one DB, can he... Lazard is going to be this or that. I'm saying that. No. I think he, you're going to get his best. Like, he's going to come ready. He's going to come probably the best shape he's ever been in. Like, this is his moment. He's known since Devontae left. He's like, this is my time to shine. Like, he's going to give it his all. So, like, we'll see, like, what that is. But uh, I, I, I think Lazard's definitely going to have a big chip on his shoulder. I think Wait. Lazard's going to draw a lot of the number one attention. And that's his going to be his downfall, unfortunately, is that he's going to get the better DB. Well, it's definitely going to be tough when you're playing those teams with that, you know, top yeah. type of shutdown corners. But uh, there's other ways that LaFleur can work stuff. Like even Devontae, like he wasn't like, like, like he was never didn't have like, you know, big numbers. Like there's times when that happens and the other guys have to step in and you got to maneuver LaFleur's going to do some magic, you know. Uh, I don't know if he's playing mad, you know, just. Man, like, like he's gonna have to work some magic. The offense is gonna have to have a little bit of magical, like, I don't, not not like trick plays, but like, you know, not generic, not like you know they gotta keep it, keep them guessing. 
Well, 90% of the offense is supposed to be installed, right, by the end of this week. So we'll yep. see what happens. So, all right, we're moving on to – we're going to do hey, a draft. Beat your meat. <laughs> beat your meat. I didn't come up with that name. Matt just came up with that. But what we're going to do is we're actually going to go around and we're going to do a three-round draft. And we're going to stick with beef as opposed to meats in general because then somebody can just pick beef. So we're just going to pick types of cuts of beef. I don't think itself. I know nine. I don't think I know nine. So what you need to do is go ahead <laughs> and I'll, tough. I'll give you guys a second to Google on your phone lists of beef, and you can Other take like a look at it. Is that one of them? Yeah. Gra- ground yeah. beef. Ground hey. beef is good. Hey. All right. Well, that's it. That's all that was my first round pick, man. Yeah. <laughs> but here you go. Stay. So here you go. I, 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 picked, I picked out of a little hat the names, and with the first pick, it's going to be – Matt Ramage. Oh. Second pick is going to be Ryan. Nice. The third pick is going to be Matt. And then it's going to be JJ. And then I'm at the turn. So that's the way it landed. Are there five cuts of beef? Bruce, don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure the heart will still be available by the time you're on the board. Look, right? there's there's plenty here. See? There's all these beef. I, I, I did a search. Matt's there should be enough. Bruce is showing us meat on his phone. I Don't am. show me your meat. <laughs> it's, did it's, you research different types of meat, or did you research beef? Different types of beef. Different types. Different types of beef, buddy. You Google that. You're gonna get some stuff. You yeah. Know, you want to You're gonna get some meat. <laughs> it'll look like it'll look like Matt's DMs after his tweet about <laughs> the, his clerk's tweet. All right, Mary, I mean, I you're on the clock. Those, right, those gentlemen were very polite. Google, what this is like types of meat. Yeah, ground beef. That's ground beef is ground beef is one. There you go. If you got beef and it ain't grounded, like what are you doing with your life? <laughs> there it is. That's, that's it. Then the number one overall is ground beef. The number one is ground so beef. The number one oh, pick wow. overall is ground beef. Ryan, what you got, buddy? <sighs> um, trying to decide if I want to be the guy that had the best draft or if I actually want to pick the stuff that I actually want because. I know what I should say, but <laughs> Ramage is Googling it. Right? <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm buying Ramage time is all I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with probably the more popular one. I'm just going to say ribeye. Boom. Ryan with the ribeye. All right, Mr. Larson, what you got? Strip. Strip loin. That was what I was going to that strip was, loin or New York strip? What was it? Yep. Strip loin. Strip loin. Okay. Oh, that's no surprise from you. <laughs> All right, I'll take the tenderloin then. Wow. See, and this is so I, interesting. You know how get, many questions we're gonna get about this? Yeah, I get two picks. They're all gonna be the same. Wow. Back to back. <laughs> I get two picks back to back, and I'm gonna pick my favorite cuts of meat. So I'm not going with. You know what people my my number one grilling meat here is by far the strip steak or but it's arrachera is the name of it but it's basically a, the the strip Where steak arrachera and you could make that like auto tune that thing yeah buddy <laughs> arrachera try it try it matt i love it i can't do that there it is buddy you did it 
And then I'm going to just go ahead and take a T-bone, number two, because it's got the little filet on the side and, and the ribeye in there. So I'm taking a T-bone and an arrachera with my two picks. We're coming back down the turn. JJ, you're up next, sir. All right. Um, this is not my favorite, but it's the, the clear and obvious choice to take here for drafting strategy, and that's the filet. Tenderloin and filet. Basically the same thing. So, there so you, you don't like marbling. You like the, the tender meat, not with a lot of marbling. No, you you yeah, jerks like... took my favorite cuts of meat. <laughs> I'm a I'm a strip guy. Nine out of ten steaks that I buy are a strip steak. <laughs> and I thought that was going somewhere else when you said you were a strip guy. When you said nine out of ten, I was like, here it is. Where where does he hang out? I'm up? a New York strip guy. <laughs> no, and, the, and then that tenth time is uh, usually ground beef. I'm making chili or meatballs or something. There it is. Nostradamat. <laughs> was ground beef taken? That no. was the number one <laughs> overall pick. Keep, keep token on that thing. You're going to see that. Did somebody take ground, ground beef? Oh, okay. You're going to see it on the cover of Madden. That's the ground beef. <laughs> okay. You did have time to think about it. Okay. okay. This is a podcast. Okay. It's so audio. ground beef is gone. Then I'll. I'll take the I'll take the brisket. There it is. Mm. Brisket I was thinking about one. that one. That was good. Yep. Damn it. There you go. I got, I got, some, <laughs> I got a fancy one for you. My turn. Right. Nope, it is not your turn. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wait, where are we? Did somebody yeah, Matt, take no, it's Ryan. It's, yeah, it's We're going me. backwards. Ryan, it's Ryan's turn. We're going. You had the Ryan. number one overall pick. It's like in fantasy where you get a good player and you have to wait oh, a yeah. fucking long time for your next pick, buddy. So I'm trying to decide between two, but I got to ask, is, are we calling porterhouse the same as a T-bone? I did wonder that. Um, porterhouse is a different cut. It's almost it like a, it's, yep, just like a tomahawk. Uh, so I can give you the porter. All right, I'll go porterhouse then. There it is. All right, Mr. Ramage, now you are finally oh, back up on right. the clock. No way he's stealing my third one. I, I'm, I'm good. No, I... I I'm uh, I'm gonna go. Oh wait! You got back-to-back picks here, buddy. Oh, um, I do? Beef, you do. Beef names are pretty easy to pronounce. Ramage, you got this. Oh, it's got to be beef. <laughs> <laughs> Just say beef jerky and let's move <laughs> on. Duck. Right. Has, has ground beef been taken? Just do different percentages. Do a ninety yeah, percent this time. <laughs> yeah, I'll say uh, jerky. <laughs> yes i actually right. had that on my list as an option i will give you beef jerky you know what i will give it to you because you still have to pick another one and i'm not sure what's going to come out of your mouth this time around All right. so it's got to be beef like that means like from a cow right like yeah. it's red red meat steaks and stuff and roasts all right all right so like the red ones on this list trash bro um uh Hmm. That's an interesting question. Why do you gotta have me three rounds? Dude, I was golden on two and I one of Ryan. Um, all right, um, my whole thought meatloaf. process was exactly meatloaf. that. Meatloaf. Give it to meatloaf. him. Now we're down. Oh, now we're down. Done. Just, no, all, hamburger. Hamburger. Really, <laughs> a lot of single parents are really feeding their kids on meatloaf. You know what I mean? 
It could feed the whole family. I hate it. I'm giving you meatloaf. Now, do you put carrots <laughs> and, and peas in it? does it for him again. <laughs> Ground beef does it again. It's okay. We're giving it to him. It, it, it has the word meat right in the title, bro. And, it, and, it, and it's beef. I love that everybody's got all these nice steaks and Ramage has ground beef, beef jerky, and meatloaf. <laughs> all from <laughs> Quick Trip. That's right. Yeah, quick right. Trip. I want a Quick Trip meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Chippy Chip Ramage, what are the prices on, on beef this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No idea. It's is, is Chippy Changa a meat? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, coming back around, Ryan. Milk? Skim milk uh, and beef. I'm going to go. Ryan, I swear. It's the, I doubt it. I'm going to go with the picanha. Okay. Ooh, picanha's fantastic. Yeah, man. Oh, fancy. Well, they got it's hard to find there. down here. I, it's hard to Ready? find down here, believe it or not. Ready? Yeah. Okay, Mr. Larson. Side ribs. That was the other one I was trying to decide between. All three of so his were ones that I was on the fence about. Strip loin. Brisket and side ribs, or yeah. as I call it, Sunday. Yeah, I come from a <laughs> fancy meats. We, we sat home eating meatloaf and Salisbury steak. But Salisbury steak, steak is a good answer, too. Yeah. Oh, it's also <laughs> made of ground beef. <laughs> tacos. Say tacos next. Tacos. Meatballs. Meatballs. Yes, yes. <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> JJ. All right. So we. You got you snakes took all the good steaks. So I'm going <clears> to, <throat> after taking two cuts of meat that I don't actually even like very much, I'm going to go with one that I eat all the time and I love. Give me a good chuck roast. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In the slow oh, cooker. Oh, yeah. In the slow oh, yeah. cooker with a little uh, meat potato or uh, potatoes and uh, carrots in yeah. there. And then on a Sunday, that's awesome. It's good stuff. And uh, if you're, if you're going to do a roast, you have to try. The very best uh, sauce you can possibly serve with a roast. It's called Durkies. You got to order, order it on Amazon because the uh, it's awful hard to find in stores anymore. But every uh, six months, I order some more Durkies off Amazon. It hey, Durkies. Incredible. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. Cheese and Packers. Why don't you? Me. Come on. What the hell? Durkies. Yeah. Fucking Durkies. Not sponsored sponsorship. Durkies. Durkies. No U-R-K-E-E-S. I, we lost the sponsorship after that whole uh, here comes a three round of meat draft. Hold on. <laughs> here I go. My last pick, my last Thank pick you. for the draft is going to be prime rib. Oh, yeah. There you yeah, go. Sure. That in prime Valid. time? I don't know how that works. Yeah. You eat it with Deion Sanders. <laughs> it's little ribs. <laughs> you want to have prime rib? Like, no. Prime time isn't, isn't until like six. Yeah. <laughs> This would be this would be happy hour ribs. <laughs> so I will post this on the interwebs for us. I will make nice. sure and get a little uh let's let's get some people voting on this and let's see who wins this competition here. Let's people see who uh, right now. No, no. <laughs> no, no. no. We average <laughs> no. we average fifty six minutes. So the last four minutes we suck, dude. Apparently, so we're all good. Well, maybe a little longer than that. Just <laughs> <laughs> sometime right after the offense, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for Patreon. <laughs> you right paid on, for boys. that shit. Okay. 
guys. It was a pleasure having you gone. Really appreciate you guys making the time out of your busy days and with yeah. families and with work to get on here with us. Truly appreciate it. And why don't you let everybody know, go around the table and let everybody know where they can find you. If you want to plug anything, you guys are more than welcome to. Please go right ahead. Whoever wants to start can start. We edit it all out anyway, so plug Go ahead, Mr. Ramage, you start. I'm not really wanting to plug in things, but when I do, I make it a quick trip. You know what I mean? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sure, go ahead. Give us your best quick trip. Do it. Quick trip no, commercial. No, no, no. Do it. I, I, I got nothing to plug. But uh, actually, I, I do have a new uh, shirt coming out. Please go to my uh, ramageshop.com. You can buy a shirt. You know what I mean? I need gas money, people. No, but uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Ramage on everything. If you follow me, that'll be all right. You don't have to buy nothing. But, you know, Bruce should. You know what I mean? I'm just... <laughs> do they come in mediums? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't Extra know medium? People that small. Mediums. up. <laughs> No, but hey, I, I, I appreciate you uh, invite me on this thing. That this was a good time. You know, I had to get hammered to have a good time, but still, <laughs> it, it still, it, it still means something. <laughs> thank you for having. Thank you for having yourself on our show, Matt. We appreciate it, buddy. Cheers I, to you. Cheers. Here you go. Salutita to Mr. Matt Ramage. You can find him anywhere. What about you, JJ? So if you want to follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy, L-A-H-E-Y, uh, best way to get in touch with me. And uh, our, my newest project, you can give me a call at 608-501-0718. Leave me voicemails for my new podcast. It's sick. Um, I mean, seriously, any topic. I want to hear your thoughts call. on aliens. Yeah, here, I'll read it off to you again. Write it down. Ready? 608-501-0718. Ask for JJ. We'll send and, it to you, Matt. Uh, is JJ home? <laughs> Seriously, just waste as much of my time as you want to, please. I will. I do. I'm, I've been thinking about because I've been seeing you guys post those numbers. I love those. I do. Whenever I do that, like on my stuff, my the voicemails I get yeah. are like quite hurtful. You know what I mean? <laughs> are not, it's it's uh, all the Vikings and Bears fans, man. Like, hey, I have a question, but I know you won't know the answer, you dumb bastard. <laughs> like, I can't use that, bro. Like, it's because you have too many followers on Insta, buddy. You focus too much on Insta instead of Twitter. And now you're trying to come to Twitter. Twitter people are a little bit more reasonable than Insta and Facebook. I did one episode, but nobody liked it because I cried the whole time. <laughs> Ramage, you bring this on yourself because you pick on the Vikings and Bears fans all the time, so they bully you. So let you like, hey, let's read an email. You said, you're a piece of crap. I hope you died of fire. And then they, all right, enough of that. Let's move on and talk about Packers. <laughs> now, Ramage, you should call into my show, The Drunker the Better. Again, that's 608-501-0718. Ask for JJ. I will, I will ask for JJ. Do you have an assistant that's going to be on the phone 24 hours a day? You got like, yeah. interns or something? It's it's uh it's called the voicemail. It's it's hosted by Google Voice. Um, so yeah, check that like out. Some young child to answer. My uncle says I have to answer. What yeah. Papa, Papa, this guy is swearing. I put my newborn on there. Shoshana. All right, Ryan. Packernet podcast. That's all you need to know. Just go check it out. That'd be great. 
Brian is one of the best Packer podcasters that do it on the internet. I'm just going to say it right boss now. Told him that. We just need to make sure that we need to knock Peter Bukaki off of his pedestal and then I'll be happy. I don't care who does it. Let's somebody's go. got to, somebody's got to seriously, like when you're in therapy, your therapist knows everything about Bukaki. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I don't really have a problem with him. He's been on my podcast before, but uh, we're not like best friends or anything. But I'm, I, there's people who, how big he is, people like will know I podcast or whatever. And they're like, uh, like, oh, you're a Packers podcast? Like, yeah, like, that Peter Bukowski guy sucks. I'm like, all right, thanks for that. Like, but it's nice. It's good to hear a guy breathing heavily into a microphone for an hour. I want to be known as someone. Well, I kind of am on, like, Facebook in the comments, like ESPN comments and all, like, popular pages because I go in there and troll. So people know me, like, I don't know you who you are, but I see you all the time and I hate you. I'm like, <laughs> Mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> but they see me because every time I take a crap, I'm on my phone looking at Facebook trying to comment. <laughs> NFL, Colin Cowherd. I don't care who it is. Let me get in these comments. You know what I mean? No, what, what I what I get, I, I have uh, received a bunch of messages saying like, man, you know, you talk about all the same stuff that Peter Bukowski does. Are you like a big fan of his? I'm like. It's a long stinking off season. There is not yeah. much. Yeah, what are you going to talk <laughs> well, about? I got offense. I got defense. I got the draft. I got special teams. I got coaches. I mean, what else is there? What you should have said is, no, he listens to me. I, right. Yeah, there you go. I, what I need is I need you on speed dial to have all my uh, all my comebacks. I got you, buddy. Oh, I'm I'll take care of it. Or I can come back. on. I'm sure you can, man. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yourself uh bruce so packers without borders are listening to us now we would like to do this for a living and not have a real job you know we'd like to focus and do this for the rest of our lives so if you can go to patreon.com slash packers without borders and give us a buck two bucks if all of you guys gave us a buck we'd actually be able to retire so just go ahead and do that now i'm in that's all I'm asking for, man. Just enough for bus change. That's, That's all I'm really looking for. Really. It's all lies. It's all lies. It's all lies. It's all lies. Listen, JJ, it is always a pleasure uh, talking Packers with you, man. Oh, uh, thanks. Congratulations. Why are you singling me out? Your, uh, <laughs> starting on the line. Are, are you kidding me out so Fine. the real podcast can start? He's working his way around. <laughs> He's in the middle. So the real, real podcast can start. I see how it works. Let me tell you, right? Okay. Congratulations on your new baby, man. Best of luck. I hope everything absolutely works out. Everything goes perfectly. You're going to be just fine, man. Trust your instincts, right? And uh, like uh, we were so worried with our first child and my old football coach came by and uh, he said to me, he said, you know, Matt, uh, they find uh, babies in dumpsters all the time and those kids turn out okay. Yours will be just fine, right? Because we were the doting parents. So just, you know, deep breath. You'll be just fine, man. I'm sure you're going to be great. I know. He's he's an old football coach, right? I mean, he's got those... He's got those I don't sayings. think they do turn out okay, actually. But, uh, <laughs> no, they do. They do, right? They right, find them, okay. and then they take so JJ. them to hospitals, right? So you'll be all right. You'll all be right. all right, man. Where did they, they find you? That's my question. That, that would uh, in your jail. Mom's house. In your mom's house. Like, so, you're like, hey, you're like eight years old. Hey, coach, 
Sorry, I'm sorry I'm late. My mom like, hey, look, you have a mom. Love you, those little babies in dumpsters. Too done to you. Now get your ass on the field. That's when he was nice. That's when he was nice. That's when he was nice to us. Matt Ramage, it is always a pleasure seeing you, man. I see you around town. I see you uh, running around uh, Wisconsin there. I see you running around Lambeau Field. You were hobnobbing with the celebs, and you took time out of your day to hang out with these two losers. Mm. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, really, uh, this is a great group, at least two of the other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, we're Matt. I appreciate like it. We're all like this. One, two, three. Damn. <laughs> that's just how you took it because it could have been you and you know Bruce. You yeah. assume I meant JJ and Ryan. I did I not mean, assume I, that. I did. I did not assume that either. Oh well, excuse me. I'm a little drunk. No, no, this was fun. I, I, it's always good talking packages, bullcrap, and with uh, people who are like not sucky. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of people in the world who aren't sucky. Probably just us, really. And. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be here for the- just these five. That's what yeah. I think. Everyone, no, else. Noah's new arc, too. Also, the people <laughs> who are listening, so there's like nine of us, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, there's seven that listen yeah, to us, but, but there's seven, there's seven that listen to us, but five of them are Bruce's daughters, so <laughs> he, he makes them listen on the way to school. You do not get out of the car until you finish listening, it needs to register one, damn it. Okay. Ryan Packernat, After Dark. I am absolutely loving it. It is a uh, always a honor and a pleasure to uh, talk to you, talk some uh, Packers with you. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your... I know you've got a handful of kids and you've got the camp and you are running around and uh, I appreciate uh, you taking your time and uh, joining us on uh, Dos Papas. A lot of fun. I actually still have to record the the after dark. I got it halfway done, and then I, I forgot about this guy here. So Bruce was like, <laughs> "Hey, we got well, here's your link," and I was like, "Oh crap!" So uh, <laughs> oh, great and stupid stuff. That's I, and I knew I knew that would happen too because I always like, all right, I got it, and then I'm like, you should probably put that in your calendar. Like, nah, I'll remember, and then I don't ever remember anything. So that's that's just the way that goes. I'm used to it. It's not a big deal. I, I adapt. You have good looking hair though. You know what I mean? You got good hair placement there. I feel like that comes to something. That's he's got random. a nice little I've come over right there. He's got a nice little come over there. He kind of pushes <laughs> it down a little bit to make sure that. You know what I mean? I think this, that- this was this was what happens when you didn't shower and you're like, oh, crap, I don't have time for a yep. shower. And you just kind of do what this it looks thing. like. We don't post yeah. exactly what it looks like. We don't post yeah. the video. We don't post the but video. But apparently We're it looks audio. good. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, got the beard um, thing going, you know what I mean? I'm, it's like I told Jacob, just stop caring. And apparently you get compliments then. <laughs> That's the thing with JJ, you know, you'll become a dad, but you got the beard thing going, so it looks like you already have like six or seven, you know what I mean? Hey, you look Amish. No, no, no. You know, I hear that. I, I we gotta set the record straight for a second because it drives <laughs> me nuts. The Amish shave their mustaches. That's I why they look so shave silly. it. So shave it. No, I. <laughs> I want to look cool. Dang it. When you have so when are you gonna start? Down. It just <laughs> like. It, you don't see people failing with long beards. You know what I mean? That's uh, true. There's a lot of homeless people. Clearly, yeah. Beards. Clearly, you've never met a homeless guy. A lot of guy. homeless people. <laughs> 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 you know, know. Doc Dynasty. Got, How are those guys doing? They got things. You know what I mean? They're doing all right. A lot of most, Dark Dynasty you know, guys are like if, zillionaires. If you're not doing anything in your life, you're just screwing off. 
you gotta shave like i don't want to stick out you know what i mean i'll just shave up let me blend in a little bit that's what if, I. when i shave my wife and kids get mad at me because it's just terrible they're so used to having at least fake i have a fake beard so it's all good i can't grow it out like you guys but i make it look fake i can't i can't grow it at all i can sh- like i have to shave like every 15 days yeah yeah, I, 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 I have to shave like every 15 days. My brother literally can shave in the morning and, and then he looks like Ryan at the end of the day. It's ridiculous. He grows these huge, weird beards. And then like the next day he comes in, he's got like a, oh yeah, he's got this, he's got this huge mustache and then he shaves it all. Ball, and then two days later, it's complete. Like, fuck, it's crazy. It's like the, like the wolf man or something. I can't grow. I can't. Yeah, like, I, no, I, guys. I could be on like a, a, a island, you know, Tom Hanks type of castaway yeah. stuff. They'd find me six years later, clean shaven. They'd be like, "Yeah, hey, yeah." Find a razor? Like, nope. Yeah, I can't grow a beard. If, if I do it, it'll just look like a homeless guy, like yeah, like some kind of crackhead who got in a fight there's with like, like a raccoon. There's, there's like this, this part, <laughs> this part right here comes in really well. The rest, yeah. <laughs> not so much here or here, but right yeah. here. But like right here, <laughs> the same problem. Right under my it, eye. It looked like a crooked, like a crooked chin strap. <laughs> Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. I can honestly tell you the three other faces other than Matt on here, the three podcasts that I listen to other than ours, and I can't even listen to myself anymore. So it has been a privilege and an honor to have you guys on. Thank you so much for making time, and. Just honestly, thank you so much. Really appreciative of you guys. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Beauty, if if you've got any questions for us, don't forget you can reach us at PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com, all one word. You can also find us on Twitter at BordersPackers. You can DM us there. Or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and wherever you get your social medias. Or the phone number, 608-501-0718. Ask for Bruce or Matt. (laughs) Done. It'll be a quick trip. It'll be a good time. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> beauty. Just hijacking the outro. <laughs> uh, don't don't forget. We've also got a sponsor, Audible.com backslash Packers Without Not Borders. Go ahead and click on there, and uh, you can uh, Audible, Google all the great books, all the great blah blah blah. You'll love it. AudibleTrial.com <laughs> slash Packers Without Borders. Beauty. Go. Obviously, a few borders, but you know what I mean. Just the uh, chapters and borders. Yes. So, uh, Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Thank <laughs> you.